I want to lightly berate you because I was just telling Brendan that the conversations we often have uh, over WhatsApp are right. We're, we're all we're all ready for for this time. Okay, get ready for the time. Right, it's not happening. Uh, so we'll we'll yeah, it's not happening now. Okay, all right, no no worries. Okay, we'll we'll do it again. It's happening now. It's got to happen now, and it will happen now in five minutes or never again. So let's do it now. Let's do it now. <laughs> Hi, Mark. It's good to speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm yeah. sorry you've you've been you've been pushed from pillar to post. I have, I have, I have, I have, I have. I yeah. I don't know what that I don't know what that uh, saying means from pillar to post. Um, Brendan meet John. John meet Brendan. By the way. <laughs> oh, dear. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we've we've we yeah we've internet met. Yes. Yeah. We've uh, twittered. For sure. Oh, and, and Slack. Slack, of course. Yes. Yeah. Slacked around. Slacked from pillar to post. Um, so, so John, you have uh, do you have thoughts on on the names of uh, what podcast should be called? Is that is that what I'm understanding? <laughs> um, oh, is this the show? Are we in the show? Oh, oh yeah. Which show are we Very in? Much. Are we in? We're in, we in both, Fred? mate. We're in both. <laughs> We're in both. <laughs> So is there going to be like, is this going to be unedited raw and it's going to be called thread? That's and exactly right. There'll yeah. be and then some it'll nice be pared clear down. question yep. and answers. And it will- <laughs> You're exactly right, John. <laughs> it's almost like you've been working with me for a year. What I like about that, it's almost like there's a, there's a, a behind the scenes bonus DVD. Yes. Yes. But I don't know which one's which. <laughs> oh, yeah. Each one yeah, is the behind-the-scenes DVD of the other one. <laughs> yes, if we were to um, release a uh, a special uh, Patreon edition of Thread, <laughs> it would be twenty minutes and really snappy, and so people would pay extra to cut out the uh, the fluff and nonsense. <laughs> well, now there's so there's an interest. There's the an only podcast that gives you less. <laughs> <laughs> So about t- about ten years ago, and this 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 relates to podcasts in inverted commas actually. Um, uh, the the book of the book the book of the film no the book of um, one of those one of those internet guru books that they have um, like a Seth Godin or something like that. Yeah the yeah. the the long tail guy Chris Anderson right. Can I do, can I can I can I do some Google typing? Yeah Is yeah that, yeah, that sure. yeah go for it. Um, which of his books was it? Chris Evan Anderson. That's good. Oh, are you guys recording at your end? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't start Always. recording. I'm, I'm recording. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> free. Chris Anderson free. Okay. okay. So, right. This is so tight. This is so tight. <laughs> um, Chris, Chris Anderson did a, a book called uh, Free, which came out in 2009, and the subtitle of that was The Future of a Radical Price. Now, he put out a podcast version of the book. Nice. Right. And he also put out an audiobook version of the book. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he did. (laughs) And uh, at the same time, um, uh, Ian Banks had a novel out Mm -hmm. called transition and they put out a podcast of the book and an audio book of the book. Okay. And what's interesting is that they were both, playing with the idea of what is free and how you value your time. Mm, right. Ian Banks's publisher said the abridged version of the book is a podcast and it's free. Mm-hmm. But if you want the full book and you want the full story, mm. you pay for the audio book. Mm-hmm. 
Because okay. Anderson put out the whole freaking book for free and said, oh, yeah, but, you know, if you're an important dude like me, you haven't got the time to listen to me tell you my book for nine hours. So you pay for the abridged version. So they both kind of do the same thing from opposite ends, which is pretty I think that makes absolute sense. In the same way that, uh, as as I've um, discussed before, (laughs) I listen to podcasts at, you know, 1.6 speed. Um, But I'm listening to... So uh, I I listen to uh, audiobooks at at, um, 1x, and I was Mm. uh, cooking yesterday, and I said, you know... um, Alex, a read me my audiobook, and it carried on saying, you know, uh, starting starting it. Well, actually, said starting it. Uh, you are something like, you know, oh, there, there's um, there's three hours left in the chapter and thirty two hours left in the book, and I thought, good grief. I, I, I was pretty sure I was quite a way in, but um, but no. Uh, so yeah, I, I think. Uh, as much as I wouldn't pay for uh, an abridged version of it, I like I the the that really demonstrates the two um, oh, paradigms or whatever. Like when it comes to yeah. fiction, I think you want more. You want all of it. Um, you want to gobble, gobble it all up. And then when it's fact based stuff, you're like, just give me the bare bones. Just give me the you know the 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 raw information. So I think that's like which one is right. Yes, is the answer um, yeah, right. to, to, to both those approaches. Correct. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. That's really interesting. I, 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 would, have, I would have assumed that one or both of the uh, podcast versions were going to have ads on them. I thought that was what you were going to come out with. Ah. Because you think like you, you, you could pay up front to get the whole book without ads or you could get it for free with ads. I mean, that seems like a tried and true model. That, but yeah. giving it away for free, you know, either, either the unabridged version or the abridged version. It's kind of funny. 2009 was a was a simpler time in podcasting land. <laughs> well, that's it. I think um, because you probably don't take away from the audiobook market that much because people who buy audiobooks, you know, like they're going to pe- people going to audiobook, yeah. audiobooks going to audiobook. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know, the, the seven people that were listening to podcasts at the time, um, before, um, Mark Maron and then Serial invented it, they were probably just going to, you know, they, they weren't necessarily going to buy the, buy the audiobook. Um, so I, yeah, I can see, I'm sure they all did their due, due diligence on the, on the marketing there to figure out if it would, was viable. Um, but yeah, you, so you had, um, you had some, some other thoughts. Yeah, so um, I was listening to the the bit right about podcasts, and um, I was uh, I was quite amazed by how well you behaved, Mark Stedman, <laughs> because you normally have much more strident opinions about what a podcast is than than, than what bit rate suggests. I it was think- a very nice guest on, and so he was trying to be his on his best behavior. <sighs> Mm, problematic um, uh, <laughs> Tina Belcher noise. I think this is, this is the thread component of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the bit where John uh, castigates me. Um, I no, no, I'm not. Cast- I'm not. No, I'm not castigating you. I was. I was very pleased to to hear the dis- dis- discussion aired, and and I was very um, very pleased with how how moderate and, and open it was. But I, as I was going, as I was listening to it, I was like, oh, 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 I'd like to say this thing now. And and I thought, well, because um, I know who Mark is, I can actually get to say those things. So I'm going to ask. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes. it's, it's not. Um, so what, what I would say first is I'm not kind of saying that anything that anyone said was wrong. But I think I've got a couple of a couple of little points on some of the things that were said and uh, a couple of 
different different ways of thinking about some of the things which also aren't right. Are you going to well actually me? No, 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 no. That's so. Um, if I am well actually me, has anyone, has anyone got the soundboard ready? Um, <laughs> Um, one, one of the things, one of the things that really, really struck me at the start uh, um, is that um, some of the some of the framing, and it's really, really hard to have this conversation without doing this. But some of the framing was almost like, uh, "Well, what can we do to fix this?" And it's really, really hard yeah. for anyone to fix it because yeah. the way that language is messy and the way that culture is messy, um, and right. yeah. But I totally heard your kind of like your your hope and desire that that, that you could, um, and um, I, I thought the thing about the idea that the word podcast might disappear was really really interesting, and I really like that idea, and I really like that that theory, and that is one thing that could happen. Um, but the other thing that could happen is that it might become just a totally empty signifier with nothing connected to what it had before, and then everybody will pile new meanings in on top of it. So to give you an example of, of this, as much as we might say, as we divorce the, so the argument was that because the iPod doesn't really exist as an iPod anymore, the connection that people have, whether it's right or wrong in terms of the etymology of the word to, to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you framed that. So I'm, I'm going to start, I'm going to start this, this point again, because I've messed it up slightly. So we talked, you talked about how this is the bit right portion of the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. So you talked about how a, po- a podcast may or may not have got his name from an iPod, but mm-hmm. I think you all came to the position that whether or not it was originally designed to be connected to the idea of an iPod, everybody's implied that meaning over time. And so there was a discussion of, well, as the iPod disappears, the word should disappear. And that's really interesting and that's really exciting. But we do have a model where it wouldn't disappear, which if you look at the uh, computers in front of you and you look at the GUIs that you've got, there are so many metaphors in there that don't make mm-hmm. any sense. Floppy disk. Except for as what they are. Yeah, a floppy well, disk mm-hmm. is a save on a pair of scissors. I brought that cut. point up and I'm, I'm not entirely yeah. sure whether I, I put it in the edit or not, but uh, I did I did refer to that as the save icon problem. Um, yeah. So yeah, just just to to say yes, uh, just you know, to save you from the past shouting at your um, iPod, uh, the, you know, we we did kind <laughs> of get into that that the you know the weird anachronism. Well, not necessarily anachronism, but sort of anachronism <laughs> that mm. we have. So I mean, that sort of podcast almost becomes. It doesn't really matter that uh, it could it could go the, the, that one way or it could go this other way. And we don't, we don't know because culture is so messy. I think that's kind of what I kept thinking all along the way was, Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it is. It is very messy. Um, audio and video. Wow. That was amazing. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed no, I really enjoyed that part of the part, that part of the discussion as well. Um, yeah. Why is a video a video and why is an audio an audio? No. Why is yeah, an audio exactly. Not an audio, audio is not an audio. Is, yeah. Why, yeah, why isn't it an audio? Why is it listening to an audio? <laughs> and I, th- I think that boiled down to the fact that um, if you look at it historically, that um, the way in which the media that we can was consuming things on shifted was very, very different between the two. So, so, so video wasn't necessarily a VHS tape. Hmm. It had the other transitional right. phases into into other things, which it went. On, it was on so many different mediums. Well, I mean, audio had that too, though. I mean, it was on 
uh, wax cylinder and then vinyl and then cassette tape and then CD. Is that, is that what you were getting at? Is that there are so many different mediums and ways to watch video? Yeah. Oh no, I don't know. What, I don't know what I was saying now. So this, this made sense in my head. This all made sense in my in my head last night, didn't it? This might be um, wrong, but I wonder if it's <laughs> the fact that we we say we we would talk about a videotape, and that would be whether it was oh. uh, VHS or or Betamax. We would say exactly, it's a videotape, yeah. and then we simply just abbreviated uh, videotape to video. Um, in yes. the same way that we you know uh, abbreviated cassette tape to cassette or or tape. Um, and, and I wonder whether that's the etymology. I wonder I where it, the term video came from. Well, video is, is literally Latin for I see. Um, oh. and, and that's, that's where it comes, that's where it comes from. And, and audio is a similar, uh, similar etymology. Reach, okay. reach there. Yeah. So, um, fascinating. But yes, yeah, yeah. so that, that's what I wonder, you know, we would say I videoed it because, it was it it just became that colloquial abbreviation and because we didn't have we didn't ref, for whatever reason we didn't refer to although audio cassette is a an absolutely cromulent phrase it's just mm. not one that we used um so we would say we would say cassette and then when video happened it was then video cassette videotape and then as we just as the, the those devices became more prevalent, we just we kind of dropped the tape in our colloquial thing, and then that became the noun. Video yeah. became yeah. the noun, and then when you moved on to the internet, it was much easier to make that transition because we already knew mm-hmm. what a video was. We knew it wasn't film because we would say a film or a movie. Um, it was you know it referred to something that was you know, usually not on demand, usually not live um, mm. on a fixed medium of some sort. And mm. so that transition was much easier. And that's perhaps why uh, having given this no thought or research, maybe yeah. that's why we we have that particular noun. It's, it's really hard to see the archaeology of it, but um, you, you know, you've got to think about the fact that I don't know if, if, uh, if in other dialects of English this is the case, but we did verb video, but we never verbed audio. Yeah. Which mm, you, you touched on verbing yeah. of other things, but I don't think you touched on it when you were talking about video. So you know, mm-hmm. I videoed I videoed this. Whether that be something you recorded live uh, using a VHS-C camera, mm-hmm. or whether that be something that you recorded mm-hmm. on your on your TV, that idea that that to make moving pictures um, was to <laughs> to video something. So that did kind of translate over, um, and also. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, it's interesting, Mark, that you brought up film because, you know, we still call things films, even though only the newest Star Wars are actually recorded onto film. <laughs> yeah. yeah Go absolutely. Ahead, no, yes. That, yeah, that is definitely, that is definitely true. I, I think as well, weirdly, the, the, there's a, there's a thing between uh, recording video and recording audio that um, mm-hmm. the communities that did those things are quite different. So as much as you have uh, you have professional quote unquote filmmakers who use video, um, there there was more of uh, a more mainstream adoption of the technology to make oh oh moving ooh, picture films. Oh sir, oh sir, hand yes. up, sir. Um, <laughs> what role does the music video have to play in this? Because that 
in, in itself feels significant. I've still got, I've actually got my hand <laughs> up. I'm going to turn my hand, hand down. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're um, <embarrassed>. Can I <laughs> go to the bathroom, please? Um, I, yeah, I, I, I wonder whether that was a thing because the, the music video was a way of taking something that we already knew is as in music and then putting that on, on the screen. Um, and so it, it became then a much more prevalent noun. Um, music video became video, and and so may, maybe that's a part of it as well. So the idea that, that a, a film that's about three or four minutes long could be a video. Yeah, it was a unit yeah. of yeah. entertainment. And, and yeah. that's the thing, the video as a unit of entertainment um, because of music video. Uh, may, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe we've solved it. I think I, th- I think quite possibly you have. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. There, 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 there are a number of vectors that converge on it, um, and uh, yeah, like the thing. The thing I was going to say was, you know, people had video cameras at home. Some people did, and they had cine cameras at home before that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But outside of a market of people who were making kind of quite purposive audio recordings, whether it be of music or documentaries and those sorts of things, there there isn't there isn't a tradition of a domestic user making something using audio. Do you follow mm. me? But there is a video. Yes. So there's so the way in which the language around that has been negotiated is very, very different because of the number of actors and the types of actors who are involved in those processes. Yes, that, that does make sense. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're absolutely right. It, it took me a moment to, to figure out if I, yeah. if I was following you, but yeah, you know. Yeah, likewise. It was only the geekiest of us, and I'm sure Brendan yes. did this. I know I did this. Who made yeah. you know audio tapes of of some description, whether it was oh, yeah. them talking into microphone. Hello, this is Mark, and this is my radio show. <laughs> I'm now going to play Tub Thumping by the Chumbawamba. Um, whether it was, I almost <laughs> certainly didn't do that. I did. <laughs> of course, you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I you did know, that with my sister when I was like uh, five. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so whether, and I, I've still, my, my speech has not evolved, uh, since I did that then. I, I stumbled <laughs> as much as I did when, you know, when I was doing that 25 years ago. Um, I, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Good grief. Anyway. Um, yeah, time. Oh boy. Yes. But it, it's, I guess. Yeah, it was only the geekiest among us who did that. And it was the, you know, the, those are the people who then grew up to become podcasters or, or ham radio engineers. Mm-hmm. Whereas, <gasps> Um, because it, it just seemed more accessible and also maybe more magical, uh, this idea of the of the the camera that you could hold with you and you know my parents. I think we talked about this on um, on a thread ages and ages ago. Um, me being one and and my parents renting a cameraman because um, you couldn't rent the camera because it was way too expensive. But you could rent a you could rent a camera boy um, for an hour um, and he would film you. Um, and then you would get the tape what? at the end of it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I get that for like weddings. Yeah. Yeah. This was 1983 Butlins, which is a holiday camp. Um, it might've been <laughs> Butlins anyway, but yeah, 1983 or four, uh, I was, um, it was, yeah, it must've been 1984. Uh, I, cause I was, I was just about upright. Um, and there is, there is an hour long video of us in a disco, uh, at a holiday park that my parents, oh. Um, paid they just yeah a dude would just stand and film the entire family well, are, 
on one hand, that makes a lot of sense because then you don't have the the one family member that's missing yes. from all the old videos. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and then you know, a couple of years later, you know, they they rented a uh, a camera for the weekend, and then many, many, many years later, they you know they bought one, <laughs> and I got fascinated by the camcorder uh, and and mm-hmm. loved it, and made awful films with my friends and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there was that magical quality to a camcorder that mm. didn't exist with and and maybe it's it's because it played into that thing of i'm on the telly because that was a novelty <laughs> like that genuinely right. was in the 80s your picture being on the telly was incredible and especially if you a little bit later if you got a camera that you could hook up via the um rca cables to your tv uh. you could then be live on the telly and all of that was was fascinating and um, for whatever reason, that magic didn't translate to audio, and so people didn't record their um, family audio in the same way. Because you know, I guess why would you? That's a strange thing to do. Um, and so, yeah, yeah maybe, and maybe now that's part of it. people aren't going to probably uh, say, "Oh, well, I'm going to capture this. I'm going to capture audio of someone telling a story," because they're more likely in in the wider picture of the world, they're more likely to grab their their camera. Uh, their, their phone yeah. and start using the video rather than using using Absolutely. the audio. And again, it's only it's probably only people who who think audio that do that. And I know I've I've just got my audio recorder out, whether it be my actual mm-hmm. handheld audio recorder or um, field recorder on my old phone, um, mm-hmm. and recorded my mum telling family stories. I've done that before, and I've recorded my kids saying things out loud. But I think most people <laughs> tend to capture that on video. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. only that it's only that I that I have happened to have those facilities around me because of various things I've done for work over the over the years that that I kind of leaped to that. So so yeah, I think that that's an interesting thing to drop into that discussion about why video and audio have ended up uh, in those slightly different those different modes. And it's I, I'm not saying I've proven anything. I'm just sort of saying that that kind of opens up part of that discussion. I think mm-hmm. in an interesting. Well, it has been an interesting discussion hearing you guys go at it really. Wow. Um, similarly, to related to that, Mark, the, there was a point you made about community radio that I that I wanted to um, speak about with you. Okay. Which is, um, so I, d- I don't know if you have the same um, tradition in the US of, of community radio like this, but uh, in the UK mm-hmm. we we do and we and, and we have. And you made the point, Mark, that when those people went online. They didn't refer to themselves as community audio on the internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if you had any thoughts mm-hmm. as to why, because I've got some thoughts for you as to why. Uh, my, my, my simplest thought uh, is that um, it started as actual radio. Um, right. Community radio would be, you would get a small, well, you, you'll remember the name of it, of it, John, um, but a, a small restricted know, service, license. restricted service license. Thank you. Um, RSL. Yes, there you go. From the Radio Academy, no, not the Radio Academy. From anyway, uh, whoever it was. Well, we, we, oh, sorry, I was, I was even going pre-Ofcom um, um. before. Yeah, before the Radio Academy got subsumed into Ofcom. Um, eh, yes, so people would get a, um, <laughs> they'd get a restricted service license for a very short distance, yeah. and they would, they would do their thing, and that's how I started uh, doing student radio at, at the university. Uh, that mm-hmm. we both went to, and yeah. um, that then obviously broadened out into online radio, and then of course, you, and for for a time, of course, you would have had both of them running at the same time, or it would have been fairly common to have the RSL and 
the uh, online thing running and then you know the online just becomes the thing because it's way cheaper yeah you know so yeah. that seems so, to so be we a- have we have spectrum scarcity right so there's there's a limited number of signals that can go mm-hmm. out um because they can't overlap on the spectrum and because they can't overlap in terms of footprints between transmitters and all these sorts of things tiny so island spectrum, problems yeah so spectrum <laughs> becomes uh spectrum becomes um a, a a problem for regulation and control and that regulation and control has to be done by a, a central agency that essentially uh, right. a a division of, of 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 a government so community radio stations were and still are able to to access parts of that spectrum if they can prove that they're going to do specific things and they can promise to do certain things and to do them in in certain ways and to uh, respond to the restrictions put on them by the licensing body. The reason why community radio stations go online, uh, particularly the ones that go online first before they even get the license, and they perform using this sort of radio discourse where they have schedules and they have shows and they have remits and all these other things is because they are performing to an expectation of what it takes to get a license because that is the end game is to actually get a proper quote unquote radio license. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't go online and say it's Mark Steadman internet radio, uh, internet audio program. You'd say, this is my community radio station on the internet because the thing that you want is access to the network. So you have to go into it as if you're on the network and perform as if you're on the network. So it's a bit, it's a bit of panto, but you're, you're staging that performance so that you can have that conversation with the regulator to get yourself a chunk of that spectrum to, to get access to the other things. And in the UK, that comes with money as well. If you can get onto that, onto those bits of spectrum too, which helps you to kind of continue the mission. Now, what happens subsequently to that? I would, I would contend and I, I need to actually go and do a, a proper bit of research for it. But in the nineties, you had the RSLs and you had people applying for these chunks of spectrum. You also had suddenly the opportunity to get real player and to stream your radio shows mm-hmm. over the internet. And so these people were at the, at, at the same time as Mark's described saying, we've got a bit of spectrum. We've got two weeks to broadcast, but we also want to maintain our audience. So we'll go online so they can come back to us after, after the fact. And this tradition of community radio stations on the internet comes from that, which means that now if you're going to start a service that broadcasts audio to a schedule, online the language around it is already a language of radio yeah that makes sense does that make sense yeah i don't i don't mean to cut you off but i i have to bail you guys can you guys can keep going if you want sorry did you did you do Um, your show yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we did. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say as a, as a quick little thing um, in terms of what podcasting is coming forward for me, um, I have a new series of uh, Nobody Asked For This coming out today on Friday. So if anybody's interested, I'll have a link in the show notes. It's my music podcast. It's really fun. It's weird. And I hope you enjoy it. Nice. Awesome. Um, I would love to hear, uh, you know, what other podcast things you guys have coming up as well, but I have to bail. <laughs> so I'll catch it, it, the tape we'll catch it on the record on one of the shows yeah <laughs> yeah all right See uh, you later. thanks brendan speak to you in a bit mate uh, thanks yeah i thought the i thought the the stuff about com- why community radio is community radio when it's all on the internet I, <laughs> I think i think that would help you to understand i think probably what i'm saying is is anyone who who wants to think through that needs to go and read some of tim wall's work mm. <laughs> because 
because <laughs> he he's if he ever listens to this he, he's probably gonna phone me and tell me off uh, because <laughs> i probably misrepresented it really 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 badly but the basic beats are there as to as to how that all how as to how all that panned out and it's something that i saw when i was doing the work with hyperlocal bloggers as well mm-hmm. where because they they although they they started on the internet these hyperlocal blogs people writing news about their area mm-hmm. um they still wanted to be uh, seen as proper news outlets yes. and they still wanted to be able to access limited scarce public funds for their work and so they would both write like journalists when they didn't need to because they weren't bound by journalistic practices um they, they were they were particularly doing things like using inverted pyramid writing um which yes. comes from writing to physical print yes because the inverted pyramid is designed to allow you to lock bits off the bottom if there isn't room to run the story there is all the room you need on the internet um, there is but it still makes sense to front load yes. the beginning of your article oh, yeah, yeah. with the you know Oh no no I I I agree, I agree with that except for the fact that we teach in the university we teach journalists to write digital first content in a different way. Ooh. We teach okay. them not to follow that that process but but because that process has become essentially how you write journalism mm-hmm. and people implicitly understand that that's how you write journalism. Mm. People who are kind of like gentlemen scholar bloggers um they 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 just inhabit that automatically if you speak to them about it they don't realize that they're doing it which is really interesting kind of go why did you write that like that i don't know why did i write that like that yeah is it because it looks like it looks like the news and they're like yeah it does look like the news. yeah that's okay. it why does it look like the news i don't know well what you do is you write this bit then you write this bit then you write this bit oh is that how you write news yes you write news all the time um, <laughs> it's a really it's a really fascinating conversation to go through with people and and they they essentially attach themselves to these bits of professional discourse and they kind of incorporate them into the into the way they do things and then the hyper local bloggers really really interestingly because they want to be seen as serious they all have an ambition to have a printed newspaper mm. that complements their blog mm-hmm. And everyone who I spoke to was really interested in the idea that maybe one day we'll do a print edition. Mm. Um, because that's the thing that you do to show people that you really are the news. So to show yes. people that you really are the radio station, you act like a radio station. There was a discussion on a podcast, and I'm going to try and remember what show it was. Uh, oh, it might have been Free Agents, because um, they had a because usually it's developers that they have on and it's a show where freelancers talk about freelancing and they had a guy on who, I think it was this show, who was a TV writer. Um, maybe maybe I'm conflating that with another show, but anyway, there was a discussion with, um, with the TV writer and they got to talking about uh, people like Rachel Bloom of uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, who right. I've never seen any of her YouTube stuff, but I... Uh, I, I'm uh, led to believe that she was a big YouTube person and then went to ABC and uh, all got picked up by ABC or whatever and, and had this thing. And um, they, they got into the discussion about, oh, you know who it was? It was, um, it was the, um, uh, we got this with Mark, Mark and Hal and they were talking to Andy Richter and he was going, he was sort of going on about this, this thing of, the the internet not being the thing but being the thing that gets you to the thing so 
people have these YouTube channels that they spend lots of money on, and then you know many of them. It, it, it his contention was it's about getting you to a point where you can have TV, a TV show, because that's the thing that we all want. And, you know, it's, just, it's, it's not quite right, obviously, because, and, and he would think that because he's an old school TV guy and that's fine, but it's not, it's not exactly right. Um, but it, it, I, I understand that position. Um, I think that was probably right five, 10 years ago, but it's not right now. Um, but yeah, like it, it is a position widely held that uh, the internet is your stepping stone to the quote unquote, real media yes Uh, yes. and that is that is changing and that's why that's why i say he's he's like pretty demonstrably wrong about that not massively but yes um because the you know tv is not as we think about it in that sort of broadcast sense of it comes from a network that's not the thing anymore that's a dying medium i i would contend Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you said that so well. I've got, I've got nothing. I've got nothing else to say to it. Cool. No. Yeah. No, no. People. People do have this idea of of what is the proper thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, and and they 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 do perform that, which it, which then makes podcasting slightly strange because you know I think with with Leopard we're sort of semi self consciously a radio show. I would say. Mm. Yeah, that's there, the most radio um, show, yes, show that absolutely. I do. Uh, yes, it absolutely. It, you know, it is a it is it's a, a radio four panel show. It's a it's a yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, well, I, okay, that was certainly how it was conceived and how I started doing it, and uh, sort of since the new year and over the over the the past few weeks, certainly. Now they may not be tangible to the listener, but that idea for me has slipped off, and I'm trying. Weirdly enough, adjacent, not adjacent, but um, like along with what you were talking about, um, with people sort of aping the styles of what they think of as the, in inverted commas, the legitimate media. I, I was sort of doing that with Leopard, and I was making what I thought a Radio Four panel show might sound like, and then it sort of. I'd sort of started actually just making my own show rather than mm-hmm. sort of making someone else's show. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the editing is, is, is very different now. Uh, it's certainly, certainly the process as I say that like to anyone who listens to the show, I doubt there's that much of a change. Um, but in my thinking of it, I've relaxed a lot and I'm less um, thinking about it as, you know, as having to be that, Type five, you know, everything's got to be a type five kind of thing. Um, yeah. Like, I, I really enjoy the process of of how um, certainly my approach to podcasting and my skills or whatever like evolve over time. I mean, I'm really pleased with the tone and the production and everything around bitrate at the moment. Um, it sounds great, man. Yeah. Thank you, because I, I like I, I really am really am pleased with it and it's i don't know if you heard the latest episode um but we talked about uh shows that i think our style is similar to um okay no i'm not listened um yeah well it's i mean we, you know we we sort of mentioned things like reply all today explained and a few other shows that have a a, a lightness to them or a sort of <sighs> They're, they're not trying to be the news. They're not trying to be serious. They may talk about serious topics, um, but they they are delivering it in a much more interesting, 
sometimes conversational, sometimes they play with things. Like may, maybe that's what it is. It's the degree of play mm. that they have. And Today Explained is one of those that, that is really doing that. Um, you know, they have, they write little songs and all sorts of stuff. And that, you know, they're, but they're talking about the news topics of the day. Um, but, you know, there, there is that degree of play. And, and that's one of the things that I'm really enjoying with Bitrate is adding those those playful moments into what is really a discussion about a, a very esoteric and nerdsome medium. Yeah. That's cool. So my, I don't I had one more point and it kind of flows from this actually. So this relates to the, the podcast, why is a podcast discussion? So one of the things is, is that the, the, the podcast is very hard to separate from the radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there is no kind of pure aesthetic well, aesthetic is the wrong word because it's audio, but, um, you, you, you can't pinpoint the textual qualities of what a podcast is that's different to what a radio show is. And that that's in part because people know those beats that they should do to make an audio package. Um, and that makes it sound very like a radio show because that's just institutionalized production of, of, uh, of audio packages. Um, so, so that's, a, that's a reason. Um, another reason is, is that because people want to sell advertising, they're more likely to adopt those very institutionalized practices. Um, and another reason is just because essentially it's, if you think of, podcasting as the the ability to um connect audio stories to people without accessing the broadcast network if that's all it is then it doesn't have to have its own form because people can make all all sorts of different things some of the there are some very prominent forms one is the this is a radio show or feed or produced like a radio show type of podcast the other one is the much maligned two dudes talking podcast um, yeah, the, the, but there is no, there is no, there is no form. You can't actually pinpoint what a what a podcast is uh, as as a text itself. Yes. I wouldn't say. Um, and I know you know to to bring it back to video again. I think that's not a problem that YouTube seems to have um, no. because there can be all sorts of different types of content that goes onto YouTube um, vlogs yeah. and you know, the like highly slickly produced MKBHD. And no, yeah. did I get that right? MK. Yeah. MKBHD. Um, <laughs> um, that, that stuff versus, you know, the, the very simple blog v- vlog stuff versus more highly, produ- you know, versus infographics by people like that fella who does the things. Um, you know that guy um so yeah th- but but people don't go what is a video um yeah because for whatever reason it's just yeah it's not a question that people people raise but people um the 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 thing that does unite a certain section of podcasts and this is this is where you this is kind of at the root of why we're talking about what podcasts are i think mm-hmm. is that um there are there are people for whom the fact that they can connect directly to their audience is the thing okay yes so the thing that makes it a podcast is the fact that i don't need to be employed by a radio station i don't need to have access to radio spectrum i can i can make audio stories and i can get them to people and i can get them to people who i don't know and that's infinitely fascinating for me mm. 
if other people start to try and change what podcasts are, that's a threat to us. And that's where mm. the Spotify Stitcher problem comes comes in. And and and, and if and if I and if I may, and if I'm if I'm wrong, you tell me. But part of the reason I think why why you get so worried about this as a person who's passionate about podcasting is because they're trying to take your toys away. They're not not in an actively mean way to you. No. But there is there is there is a real, real obvious threat there that podcasting is being taken away from you. And it's being taken away from you because they're essentially so there's um there's two words you can use to describe this process. One is co-opting and one is recuperating, right? So co-opting is when you take something that's alternative outside of the mainstream and you basically bring it, bring it in. Recuperating is a very similar process. So recuperation is about um, the uh, essentially the people who, who own, own money and capital and all those sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. Taking and enfolding the language of um, alternative movements into their own world and then basically capitalizing them. And in so doing, they neuter anyone else from having that, that voice that they might have had before. And okay. that's potentially what's happening as you see companies and organizations say, we do podcasts now in a way that stops you from being able to do podcasts the way you want to do them and have your podcasts understood the way that you want them to be understood. Okay. And, and that, that's, that's kind of where I feel that that tension comes from. <clears throat> I might be misreading your reading. Um, okay of this but my rebuttal to that is Mm -hmm. if i were okay let's lay some groundwork here i'm going to talk about audiences and i'm going to use words um and i I, the the words i use are relative to the industry okay so temper that um with, with with you know bear that in mind with what i'm about to say um none of the podcasts i do have mm-hmm. any audience that is uh, recognised by the industry. Uh, yeah. None of the shows I do would be considered even a small podcast by um, the, the industry standard because the audience is too small. Um, mm-hmm. So the idea of, and this is where I might be misreading what you're saying, but the idea of um, Spotify and, and the like coming along and, and doing their thing does not preclude me from carrying on doing the same shows that nobody listens to. Um, What it does is yes, it, it, you know, it, it, it it makes the, uh, the, the word more fuzzy. And, you know, then, then I have to have these awkward conversations, which I'm already having with people um, about why my show isn't available on Spotify. Um, uh, And, and, you know, that's already partly a problem and Spotify are 100% complicit to blame and should do something to address that. And that is an unfair thing to do um, because they are now making, this is, this is, this is not something that's been um, brewing or stewing in my head for, for, for ages. It's only kind of just coming out now that it is the more conversations I'm having with people makes me realize um, that Spotify are, are actually doing a bad thing because mm-hmm they're making me the um, lazy guy or the guy who hasn't got his shit together because he hasn't got his show on Spotify. Um, well, precisely. That's that, that, so that's, that's exactly. Okay. So that was your, that was your interpretation. 
Yeah, no, okay. so, well, uh, not not specifically that, but you know, I would I would I would I would incorporate that within You'd co-op within that. that argument that that they 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 are able to affect the way that we're using the language around podcasting to the extent that they're rigging the game back towards their ends as an organization now they have have that have they set out have they got a whiteboard and said what we must do is kill independent podcasting and make mark's life difficult no they haven't no but they have said how can we make use of the fact that this is interesting and popular to keep people in our audio distribution platform yeah and i think there's a degree of not knowing their own strength um or not caring um Mm. you know what one is forgivable the other one isn't um as much as I'm a Spotify customer and I like a lot of what they do and I, I'm ready to work with them uh, to put my professional hat on, um, I am frustrated by that. And so I think that is, yeah, I, I think that's interesting. And, and you know, it, it's, only, it's only sort of coming to me now just because of, you know, I've already had a client ring up and, and uh, ask why, he, why his podcast isn't on spotify because he's had his listeners ask and then people you know on twitter have asked i think they've asked about your show why it's not on and various things and and so the frustration there is that spotify because they're becoming this um large akira um that is just growing and growing uh or titsuo sorry it's titsuo isn't it who who yeah. gets massive yeah. um they're, they're they're now um they they sort of don't know it's it's the, it's the, it's the cartoon it's the it's the honey i shrunk uh, honey, honey i blew up the kid it's the baby that that accidentally crushes a car that he doesn't realize he's crushing because he doesn't know his own strength um it's it's that they they are delegitimizing the shows that we make um because they won't play ball and i, I i've done the numbers on this and i've realized and i've had conversations with people there are very reasonable reasons why that isn't happening from from Spotify's end. Um, they are a music distribution platform. They have DCMA things to worry about uh, that, you know, they have got multi-room audio and user experience things that they need to worry about. Like there are so many very, very legitimate reasons as yeah. to why it's not an open platform. And I absolutely get that. Um, but I think by, by co-opting the term, they, they mm-hmm. are at risk. Uh, well, I've already said it. They are delegitimizing. Um, other yeah. shows they're now they're not proper podcasts now because they're not on spotify that's that's where we're going and that's a different argument to the likes of stitcher and um uh and you know uh some some of the the content that's you know that is available via um uh, only via certain apps that i think that's a different discussion uh spotify in itself i think is a is um because it is uh, a different type of walled garden it's a it's a walled garden where content comes in like it they pull in content rather than uh the kind of walled garden where content is pushed out at you if that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so <clears throat> yeah it mm, it's it's kind of doing my head in i've i've been trying so many i don't know this isn't the discussion um but mm. I've, yeah, I've been trying so many <laughs> avenues to try and get to talk to someone at Spotify, and it's uh, it's not happening. I just want to talk to someone. I will play ball. I just like to be given 
I'd just like someone to look. Uh, I'd like the out eye of Sauron to just glance in my direction for a second and just acknowledge <laughs> that I exist so that I can have that conversation anyway. Well, you know, put the one podcast ring on and yep. they'll, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be looking at you straight away. Mm-hmm. So thank you for letting me, uh, let me uh, add. Yeah, add man, to, it was, it was. Add to, add to that. As I say, I didn't disagree good. with anything that was being yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of, it was firing off lots of things in my, in my synapses oh, about. Oh, oh, that kind of thing. Well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So much so that I was running when I did it and I had to get home and just get my phone out and immediately write down all my thoughts. Oh, nice. Why it, ended. it was much clearer when I was running. But was <laughs> um, Cool. Uh, my streak has ended on... Um, oh, on Duolingo. Because okay. I Keep was too busy, bit, too busy best manning over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I just kind of fell by the wayside. But I will be back on it soon. How did the speech um, go? Oh, fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, no, really, genuinely. Oh, um dude. I, I say that as a man who know that I wrote it well mm-hmm. and I know that I delivered it well. <laughs> and I could see, I could see tears in people's eyes Aww. and I got lots of laughs and I got a few heckles, which I managed to incorporate into things <laughs> very, very well and very, very generously. So oh, there's all these benchmarks where I can say it went really, really well. And every single person who came up to me to say, well done, I accepted it very, very graciously. <laughs> and then thought in my head, and then thought in my head, they're blowing smoke up my ass. It was shit. Everyone hates me. Ah, uh, Yes. So yeah, that imposter syndrome funny. for best man speeches. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, <sighs> we talked about. Did we? Yeah, was it you? You, me, and Danny? I think on a leopard. Uh, mm. We we talked about because um, I've done. Um, I wrote a poem as my best man speech okay. because I couldn't do anything sincere because it made me cry, um, and so yeah, that was my that was my my get out clause. Um, I feel like I didn't I didn't best man very well for my brother. Um, I feel yeah, I still feel guilty about that. No, I didn't because um, it was it was a co best man uh, thing, and yeah. um, the other chap I think kind of let us down a bit as well. Well, he he did a shocker of a speech. It was bad. He had, he had nothing prepared, and it was just no shame. No, 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 no. I'm not going to, I'm also not going to damage anyone's uh, OPSEC, but um, there was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a bad man's speech. Uh, It was the worst. (laughs) It was the the worst man. And then I came up with fucking cleaned up. Oh, nice. Mm. So um, you said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a bit of a Spanish failure, but I'm a, but I'm a bit of a best man winner. Um, we've, we've done our homework. We've booked in to see each other. So yeah, I'm going to see you on Friday. To actually, to actually do that. Mm. Meet by Friday. Um, that's our homework. <laughs> I'm going to have to go and do some work. All right, dude. Uh, thank you, mate. That was fun.